Welcome back to Not Your Babes Podcast, episode two. Welcome back, everybody. Happy hump day. I'm Des. And I'm Naomi. And we are so excited to be back um, and recording. So anyways, we just wanted to say before we get started, thank you so much for all of the support. We're literally blown away for how supportive people have been and just like how many people are listening and from all different places and even having some male listeners. I love that. I think it was like 29% were male. Yeah, it's crazy. It's awesome. I'm shocked at like all of the amazing support that we've had so far with just even releasing one podcast. Yeah. So thank you so much, everybody. Um, okay, actually, there's something I did want to mention. Okay. Um, in my first, our first podcast, I had said that I was a shitty person previously. And (laughs) I feel like that's just, like, discrediting myself. Yeah. Because, like, that's not me. I've never been a shitty person. Yeah, why did you say I don't know. And I was listening, and I was like, that's, that's not me. But I feel like me translating to, like, oh, I'm a shitty person is actually, like, I've done things that I'm not proud of. Yes, okay, that's a way better way to word it. I feel like... Everybody has done that. You meant in the past, though. You meant your past self, and you had grown. You, yeah. You did like, say that you had Okay. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, I know I'm a better person, and but I've never been a shitty person. No. So I just wanted to clarify that, because I was listening, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, no. That's We're not being me. transparent. That's yeah. not me. Okay. So, yeah. Anyways, now that that's cleared up, <laughs> uh, what do we want to talk about? Oh, yeah. So I realized that we never really talked about how we met. Yes. We definitely should have mentioned that in the first <laughs> one, but whatever. We're newbies. We are newbies. So when did we, like, what, grade seven? I think it was, so originally grade seven, but I don't think we became friends till like, grade eight or grade nine. Yeah, I feel like I kind of knew about you. Like, we... We knew of each other. And we had mutual <clears throat> friends or, like, groups And we weren't, like, we weren't, like, not, like, we didn't not like each other. We were not friends. We just came from different groups. Like, I was a French kid. Like, I was grew up in French immersion. Yeah. You were English. And, like, it wasn't I was cool a little scrub. Yeah. Yeah, yeah with people that... Were um, also no. scrubs. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, one of, like, the people Des hung out with in, like, grade 7, which I don't think she knew what was going on at the time, was literally this, like, mean, like, high school, or not high school, middle school bully, and she, like, chased me around with a rubber chicken once because she didn't, like... (laughs) A rubber chicken of all things, I know, like, that we used to use in, like, Capture the Flag or something. I don't even know why we had rubber chickens, but she was chasing me around. I had a flashback, though, to the rubber chicken. Not with you, but, like, playing in, like, gym class. Yeah, why do we use rubber chicken in gym class? Why was that a thing? That's weird. Yeah, um, yeah, I had no idea that happened. But then but. we also went to high school together, so yeah. I think what actually happened was we we ended up, I can't remember what year it was, but I think we were both in summer school, and I can tell you right now, I guarantee Des was there to, like, boost up her grades. Like, she probably wanted a higher, you know, grade for going into high school, where I definitely failed or something, so <laughs> <laughs> I was probably there to actually get the credit, but um, we would hang out. And, like, I remember yeah. we literally got to the point where, like, we were literally hanging out every day. And every single day. Us, like, and then we'd go to, like... Yeah, Middle, or summer school summer together. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but didn't you also go to summer school with uh, Dante, my fiance? Yeah, I feel like I knew, like I knew of you before, but I feel like I was friends with Dante before I was friends with you. Which is crazy. And like, it's so weird, it's like how weird. things turn out. Mm-hmm. So weird. And like, I don't know if you remember, but a few years ago, I sent you a picture of this paper, and Dante <laughs> had like drew a stick figure of me. It's <laughs> like big. I don't know, <laughs> but you're like, why do you still have that? I'm like. I could not tell you why I saw that. <laughs> dig up something off of the past weird picture. But yeah, that's yeah. just, it's so weird. It's such but a like, small world, like where we live and the city that we live in southern Ontario, um, Canada, is is such a small, like I feel like people like always cross paths. Like even Dante and I, we've definitely crossed paths in the past. Like yeah. when we met, we met on Tinder, I don't know if I mentioned that, um, 
he like saw one of my pictures and one of my friends in the pictures he was actually friends with because he went to high school with her because we went to two different high schools so yeah. it was interesting that like he also knew another friend of mine that like it's just such a small world yeah it's super weird Anyways, um yeah yeah, so. and I feel like just from there, we were super close. Yeah. We've always had, like, a very open friendship. Uh-huh. We're both very strong-minded people. Yeah. <laughs> what we feel. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, yeah similar, similar values and views, all oh, that definitely. good stuff. And, like, you know, I want to dig up some old pictures because I know that I have them of us, like, just being little rats when we were kids. Oh, yeah. When we were young, and, like, we should post them on the podcast Instagram because I think it'd be hilarious. We should. That's not your babe's podcast yeah. <laughs> on Instagram. Check us out. Um, so let's, let's talk about high school then. Yeah. So we wanted to talk about why high school was so like traumatic for us. Like, you know how there's some people that are like, I loved high school. I peaked in high school. It was the best years of my life. And then there's people who are oh, like, no. I want for it. Like me, like, you know, when you, your body like emotionally like blocks things for you, like your yeah. head, like your brain will block. Like, I feel like I have such gaps from high school because I literally don't want to don't want to think about it. Yeah. yeah. But um, we made a funny TikTok, actually, like, about this. So we actually just started our TikTok account. It's also at Not Your Babes Podcast on TikTok. So please follow us. And if you see our videos, please like them and engage with us in a, in a really kind, positive way. Honestly, the first ones might be a little bit embarrassing for us <laughs> because we don't really know what we're doing. No, we're learning. We're trying. We are. Um, yeah, for high school for me, I mean, it was pretty traumatic just because I feel like, first of all, in grade 9... My grandpa died. Yeah, I remember that being really hard. Yeah, so, like, October of my first year of grade 9, my grandpa died. And I feel like I had mental health issues before, obviously, that happened. But I feel like that worsened when that happened. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of just, like, a shitty way to start my high school years. Um, But then I also feel like I was friends with a lot of people that weren't really my friends. Mm -hmm. And they were trying to be my friends. Mm -hmm. Um, But then you would have the drama of, like oh, well, who am I going to have lunch with? Oh, I hated that. And, like, oh, do you want to have lunch on Thursday? And then they cancel, and you're like, oh, my God, I have so much anxiety. Like, what am I going to do for lunch? I can't just walk around for an hour. By yourself. And, like, or, like, I would sit by my locker and be like, I hope nobody sees me. And then eventually it got to, I'm just going to go home because I have so much anxiety about being here, and I know that people are probably talking about me. And you you lived pretty close to the school always, like, so, so that I was just was like, convenient yeah. to just <laughs> dip out for lunch. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that also kind of, I ended up not wanting to come back. I was like, man, I don't need the last two periods. I'll oh, just go yeah. home. <laughs> and that's just like, that came from straight anxiety and like from people bullying me and whatever. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, for me personally, like I, I had a lot of friends. Like I was, I feel like I was friends with like every buddy like any person that you could think of like yeah. I just I knew a lot of people and I had a lot of friendships but I also don't know like how genuine a lot of those friendships mm-hmm. were and I feel like inside like I you know that movie the duff like the Desmond yes. ugly fat friend yes and I, I this is I'm not promoting this because I think that it's like such a terrible thing yeah. but it's like I always felt like that was me you yeah. know and, and I, I was just that. like and I was just like the one that was just kind of there and I like didn't yeah. really matter to anybody enough and I just like was all like I was insecure about my body and I was just like you know and it's so shitty like to think back about it it's like so shitty that I ever thought about myself like that but, but it's so it's so real like I'm the same yeah. way like I feel like I was always the fat friend yeah me and too. I was I always feel like my friends most of my friends I should say had other friends that they were better friends with and that were like more important like yeah. they put them on a pedestal and you were just kind of like the one that was there if that one couldn't exactly you know exactly or like you would see them like 
posting on what social media do we even have we had instagram back then i think it came out like partially through high school we had facebook facebook was really big when we were kids do you remember when people used to do like the at at with naomi yeah and like playing in the park tonight yeah stupid shit like that (laughs) um but yeah i feel like i struggled with being like the fat friend as well and like just, like, having relationships with people that I didn't feel were, feel were genuine, and, like, I feel like I was backstabbed a lot. I was also friends with all different groups, so, like, I felt the pressure, too, like, when someone would ask me to have lunch, and it was, like, oh, yeah, like, for sure I'll have lunch with you on Thursday, and then it's, like, I was with a different group every day at lunch. Like, I yeah. was never just with these people or with these people. I was also part of, like, a lot of, like, clubs, groups. Eventually, I was in students' council. I was in yearbook, so I just got to know a lot of people. Yeah. But I still always kind of felt alone. Like, even though... Some people might look at me and be like, oh, like, you were considered, pop again, with air quotes, popular. But I felt like I never fit in anywhere. Yeah. Like, I never, and I never, and then personally, I still feel the way, like, I don't want to ever be put into a box or put into a label or be associated with one group or anything. I, I, I pride myself in the fact that I am so open-minded and I want to be friends with everybody and I think that everybody deserves love. But I feel like I spent so much of my high school life feeling alone. And I just, I got treated like shit by a lot of my close friends, with yep. air quotes. Well, it's um, also like with you too, like you have so many different friends from different friend groups. Yeah. So say one friend group is what we used to call beefing <laughs> with the other friend group or like somebody. Yeah. Then it's like, whose Who side are you choose? picking? Yeah. And, and it's like, I don't want that drama. I don't want that drama. No. And it was a lot of pressure. And then like, you know, I remember when I was 15, I made like this big mistake. My 15, like my high school year of being 15 was really hard for me I had a lot like I had a lot of mental health stuff going on I made some mistakes and people found out and it was just a lot of pressure and I it was a big year for me but I um I just remember like when I did that stupid thing I basically like I'm not promoting this at all because it's awful um I drank too much and I woke up in the hospital um and I was with my group of friends and, you know, my parents found out and it was this huge thing and it was embarrassing. And I'm sure other people have been through this. It's not the craziest yeah. thing. But it was definitely eye-opening for me um, seeing, like, who my real friends were. And then it was also just, like, really embarrassing to come back to school and have everybody know about it and everybody talking about it. Yeah. And that was, like, one definitely a moment, like, a dark moment for me. And it looked, it felt awful. And it just, I feel like people were looking down at me. And, like, teachers knew, parents yeah. knew, parents of my friends. Like, it was just... It's just so stupid, too, because, like, if something like that were to happen now, mm-hmm. I, like, I just don't think it would be, like, a huge deal to gossip about. Like, yeah. I, like, I feel... And, like, high school, it's, like, you could break your fucking toe and people would be like, oh, did you hear that Naomi broke her toe? Yeah, yeah. Do you hear what, how she did it? Yeah, and then half the time the story wasn't even accurate. And it I gets remember. manipulated. I became friends with one of our mutual friends and yeah. her mom had said to the girl like oh like I don't know if you should be friends with Naomi like I don't know if she's a good influence which is awful because I was growing up I was always that friend where people's parents would be like oh it was a pleasure having Naomi she was so respectful she used her manners like yeah. we definitely love to have her back and then it was like I met this one friend and her mom was like her mom's a dental assistant and one of the clients that she had worked uh, one of the clients that she had went to high school with us. So she had said, like, oh, yeah, like, I wouldn't I wouldn't have your daughter hanging out with Naomi. Like, she's she, like, does this and she's, a like, a bad influence mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And this is, like, two years after it had happened. And I remember, like, having the conversation with her mom just saying, like, I know that that's what you heard about me, but, like, that's not the truth. You know, like, I've really done a lot of working on myself and growing and I'm trying to be a better person and I made one mistake and I don't think that that should like define you define me yeah and you know her mom did respect it and like I think her mom over time got to know that that wasn't the person I was I was just a teenager who made a mistake as teenagers do Um, I feel like that also can like branch into 
when people are raised and their parents are, I shouldn't word it like this, but, like, shitty parents and, like, they're like, oh, you shouldn't hang out with her because she did this, Mm -hmm. then that kid is going to mirror that and have that attitude. And, like, I feel like that also is what leads to a lot of bullying. Mm -hmm. And, like, bullying was a huge part of my high school career and yours as well. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, most of the bullying was from being fat. Mm -hmm. And that is the stupidest thing I've ever fucking heard. Yeah, I think it's But, I mean, when you're going through high school and, like, you're known as the fat girl. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. It is it's, awful. It's, it's the worst experience. And it's just so unfortunate. And I wonder now if it's any different, like, because we have these body positivity movements and we have social media that we can look at in a, in a positive way, um, like promoting body positivity and like self-love and self-worth. I wonder if it's a little bit different, yeah. but I honestly don't know. I know that my sister, she's now 14 and she's going into high school next year. And I, I know she's going through a lot of hormonal changes and it's tough on her, mm-hmm. but I think that social media is a disadvantage because it's so prominent right now. But I wonder if for, for things like that, yeah. if it's helping any, like if it's minimizing any of the bullying because we talk so much about like self-worth and love and care. And I don't know. Yeah, that's true. I'm curious. I mean, I should talk to her. Yeah. With my niece, she's 10. I mentioned her in the last podcast. Um, we were actually talking yesterday and she was like, auntie, what do I do? This girl called me a baby hippo. And I'm just kind of like, First of all, what the fuck? Yeah, but like of all things, like why? First of all, they're ten years old. Like, what the hell? And where where did that come from? Yeah, who's and that's the thing. So again, what's going on at home? Yeah, how are your parents speaking about other people? What are you watching on TV? Like, what what kind of environment are you growing up in that you think that that's okay? Because if I had a daughter, I'd be like, we don't talk like this. We don't do this. This is how we talk about our bodies. This is how mommy talks about her body. Like, and I'm not a parent, and I I'm not putting anybody down. Yeah. But I think I would really try to encourage that kind of and positive self-talk. And that's kind of the way I was talking to her, too. I was like, you know what? Like, that's not a reflection of you. That's a reflection of her and what she's been taught. And she's kind of in this, like, triangle of friends. So yeah. she's friends with these two other girls. And these two other girls are better friends. Like, what kind of we talked about with yeah. our high school stuff. And I feel like she just always takes everything to heart. And she thinks it's the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Like, well, if somebody, she's young. If somebody were to say to me, Des, you're a baby hippo. I'd be like, baby? You know, like... <laughs> It's just, it wouldn't phase me. But as a 10-year-old, that's, like, the worst thing ever. Yeah, it's 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 hard. Like, it's such a harsh world. And I think about, like, ever raising children in this world, and it scares me. It's very scary. Just knowing what we've went through. And, like, so on, like, this is a great topic to talk about. But if you look at it, too, like, in another way, like, think about, I don't know, like, for me, some of the other trauma realized and, like, how I was treated by, like, boys. Yes. And dating and, like, going to parties with my friends and, like, I just feel like I let I let myself get pushed around. I let myself accept treatment that I would never allow. Yeah. Now. Because you didn't view yourself as valuable. You no, know, and I didn't see myself worth at all. I literally looked at myself like I was a piece of shit. Which yeah. is so sad to talk about now because I, I'm in such a different place and I'm grateful to be in this place. But, wow. Like, when I look... I This is why I want to forget it. Like, I live to forget high yes. school because... It just brings me down. Like, it just, it, like, breaks my heart to think about how I used to talk about myself, how I used to think about myself, how I let my friends treat me, how I let boys treat me. Yeah, and I find now as well, like, with boys that we went to high school with, they're in my DMs. Oh, yeah. Oh, Des, like, how are you doing? Like, want to catch up? And it's like, pardon me? Yeah, like, didn't you call me a fat bitch? Yeah, I literally cried about you and your friend group calling me fat for days. Yeah. And it was, like, a big thing. But now you want to catch up. Yeah. And you want, and obviously he wants to sleep with me or whatever, like 
I mean, you don't come in my DMs it's like, hey, Des, you're looking really good. You still have those big titties. Yeah. It's like, oh, so you don't actually want to catch up. Yeah. You exactly. want to fuck. Yeah. But why wasn't I good enough to fuck in high school? Yeah. Like, why is it okay now? And were you ashamed? Like, do you actually like bigger girls? Is yeah. that, or are you ashamed for your friends to, like, you know, see, hey, maybe I'm not into the same things that you're into? Yeah. So. And it's, I don't, I don't really understand, like, what, like, what the whole, like, why we're still living, I mean, when did we graduate? So we graduated in 2014, it's mm-hmm. 2021, so six years ago, like, is that, did I do the math right? 2014, six, seven years ago. Seven, yeah, Holy seven. Crap, we're getting old. Yeah. Um, like, it wasn't that long ago, and I just, like, I don't know what the deal is, but yeah, like, I definitely ran into that same issue where, like, I felt like guys would just like because I was fat like I wasn't worth anything but they'd want to like like hook up with me in secret or exactly. like like or if like if someone found out about it, like it would just be denied and I'd be like yeah what do you mean what do you mean but like I'm not gonna sit here and walk around oh guess what I did this weekend with this person but it's like yeah no but it's like also like you're sitting here bragging about being with so-and-so but then like if someone asks you if you were talking to me or seeing me or hooking up with me and you're gonna say like no you're gonna completely deny it when it really did happen yeah so it's like why am I not good enough to be broadcasted like you're broadcasting all of your other I mean I don't want my dirty laundry aired no. but I also don't think that it's fair to like deny me like I'm that I'm like not worth like celebrating yeah <laughs> and for me like that is rooted because I'm fat yeah oh for sure and when and I was I was definitely fat in high school too and too and that's how I was treated and I was treated like the fat girl yeah. like and I hate that like why do we why what is with this whole like uh, what is like why does my body define my worth exactly it doesn't exactly it doesn't but why is that <clears throat> I don't know why I keep losing my voice I don't know I don't have corona it just happens sometimes <laughs> I hope not um but, like, why is it that we're trying to, like, define our worth through our bodies? Why are we seen as our bodies and not as, like, who we are inside? Exactly. And, like, just because you're fat doesn't mean that you deserve less than somebody that isn't. Exactly. And I feel like, especially in high school, that's not a thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what? Stereotypical, I like this type of woman because my friends like this type of woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, not saying that physical qualities are always important, but I feel like in high school, that's the first thing that people look yeah, at. always. And, I mean, there obviously are some people that are better people, and they're not necessarily looking at just your physical qualities, but, like, that's the... Like, for example, if I'm standing next to someone that's a lot thinner than me in high school, mm-hmm. most nine times out of ten, they'll probably choose her. Oh, for sure. Rather than being like, you know what, Des is a really good person. This girl could be a great person, too. But yeah. I'm just saying, like... They see your weight they, before yeah, they see they anything, anything else. else. And I remember, like, I can remember even back in grade seven, like, and I'll never forget, like, these guys would be like, hey, Naomi, like, oh, like, heavyweight champion, like, here's your oh belt. Like, you know, like, it was just so awful. Like, I just, like, I can't even, I don't even want to think about that And then you anymore. see those people out now and they want to, like, talk to you at the bar. Like, I mean, not now because Corona, but, like, they want to talk to you or they're sliding into your DMs yeah. or whatever. Like, even there's this one guy that, like, I did see for periods through high school. And, like, he was also one of those guys that would deny that we ever, like, interacted at all. Yeah. But he still – I've been in a relationship with Dante for seven years, okay? Or almost – or six, six and a half years, whatever. Yeah. And this guy will still, every once in a while, give me a follow request or, you know, like, try to start, like, because he wants to slide into my DMs and, you know, try to talk me up. But it's like, dude, 
Yeah. Like, no, first of all, I, I'm, I'm so much more, I'm worth so much more and I, I recognize my worth now and I will never allow someone to treat me like that. Second of all, I'm in a committed relationship. I'm actually engaged. So. And who the fuck do you think you are? Who the fuck do you think you are? Like, get out. Like, go. Yeah. Like, find someone else. And please treat them with respect for Exactly. Once. So I feel like we should start talking about dating while fat then. Like, I feel like dating yeah. while fat for me I feel like not so much now, but previously, I feel like I didn't ever see my worth Mm -hmm. and I allowed myself to be treated in a way that I would never know. Mm -hmm. And like, if your weight's an issue, they're straight up not the person for you. Mm -hmm. Like, if you look at me and you see my weight and that's the most significant thing. You know what I see when I look at you? What? First of all, your eyes. I love, and I'm not trying to hit on her, but I'm obsessed (laughs) with green eyes. Like, I think that... <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm, I think that they are the most beautiful thing on the planet, and Des has the most beautiful, sparkling green eyes. And right now, she's wearing like this gray green top, or like the lights making it look green, and it's just making her eyes pop. And it's like that's what I see when I look at her. I don't see weight or like this or that. I literally see your eyes, and then when you smile, your dimples, and those like. And I think you're beautiful. So it's yeah. like why like why would anybody look at anything else first? Like, and not that you shouldn't like if someone's like, oh, I love your curves. Like, good. Yeah, like, love that. But, but it's just like I feel like weight is always. The yeah. first thing, and it's like you said, there's so many other features about me mm-hmm. that I mean, even when I look at myself, I notice first. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I just think that I always settled for being treated like shit because I didn't feel like I was worthy mm-hmm. of girls that were weighed less than me. Mm-hmm. Which is so sad. I hate that. Yeah, and I mean, even when I date now, well, I shouldn't say now, but I mean, recently, recently, yeah. Recently, yeah mm-hmm. I always feel the need to like warn them. I'm like, hey, I, yeah. I'm a bigger girl mm-hmm. and like I'm very insecure so I'm like hey I have stretch marks and cellulite yeah. and I always mention any other air quotes imperfection mm-hmm. um, before I meet them because I'm fear of like in fear of rejection which is so sad and you know what I, I like I'm not dating right now obviously my partner knows what I look <laughs> like but yeah like when I was still in the dating game like I remember always being like yeah like just let you know like I'm like I'm fat I'm this like whatever and guys who are talking to me usually would be like, oh, yeah, like, you know, that's totally fine. Like, I love your curves. Or, you know what? Stretch marks are hot, whatever. Yeah. But I would always be afraid that, like, I was going to see them in person and then they would, like, run. Yeah. No, I know. I feel the same way. Because, like, now it's all online dating, right? Yeah. So, I know. Features. And, like, my thing is now, from now on dating, it's kind of like, you know what? You know what you signed up for. Yeah, if exactly. you don't like me yeah. for what I am and who I am and what I look like, that's a you problem, not a me problem. Absolutely. And, yeah, I just feel like if my weight is what is the driving force between you wanting to be with me and not, I don't want to be with you. I don't want to be with you. Yep. And, I mean, it can go both ways, obviously. Like, I feel like I used to be a semi-judgmental person. Mm -hmm. And now now that I'm I'm a better person Mm -hmm. or trying to be, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's not a thing. Yeah. So not a thing, <laughs> not a thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I know totally what you're saying. And I, and I, it's so sad though, like that we even, even ever felt the need to be like warning, like alert, alert. I'm fat. I have stretch marks. I have this. This is how I look. This is how, how much I weigh. Like not actually, but yeah. you know, you're like, oh my God, he's not going to like me. You're like, oh my God, he's going to see me. He's going to run. He's going to turn the other way. Like why? Yeah. And it's like, why do I have to warn you that I'm fat? But you didn't fucking warn me that you're a piece of shit person. Yeah. So <laughs> you're going to ruin my life. Or like that so, you're just going to like screw me and leave. Like, yeah. Like, I had this one guy that I dated for too fucking long, <laughs> to be honest. But anyways, the way that yeah, ended. Yeah, oh my. Sorry, guys. I got to interrupt <laughs> us on this because thank 
the Lord you move past this guy because I already know who she's talking about. The way we ended is because this other girl messaged me and she's like, hey, are you dating so-and-so? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I am. Why? Why? Yeah, how'd you know? And I mean, I feel like that's like the dreaded message. And yeah. I'm just like, holy fuck, oh, what's going on? Yeah. And I mean, there's been a lot of fucking shit going on previously to this, so I wasn't really surprised. But she's like, oh, well, so have, like, I've been with him for the last two years. And I'm like, oh, that's really weird because uh, that's about how long we've been together or off and on, whatever. Yeah. So anyways, it came down to it um, that I would be sleeping next to him and he would be texting her and vice versa. And I mean, she wasn't the only person. There's many other people and we found out about them and whatever. It's disgusting. He's yeah. a disgusting person. Yeah. Just for the way that he treats women. Mm-hmm. But um, not to mention he also has children, which is so sad that that's the environment that he's raising. Oh, it's, yeah. It just, bleh. yeah. I can't believe I ever did that. Yeah. But uh, anyways, one of the things that came out of the uh, wash was she was like, hey, like, I don't know if you know the way that he talks about you. And I was like, "What?" Because after everything had been found out, he was obviously bashing me and whatever. Because mm-hmm. that's what they do. That's this is the go-to. It's always you. You're this. You're that. You're psycho. You're this. You're like, I caught you. That's why. That's exactly. It. And it's always that's like the defense that they go. To. I don't know why. Immediately, it's always like we're gonna go and and now they're gonna talk all this shit about you. But yeah. meanwhile, we know that that's not actually how they feel. It's exactly. just like they're caught and they have to come up with something because if not, they're gonna lose both. Yeah, exactly. Like, both women. And uh, she was like, well, he was like, I would never be with Des because she's, what, three fucking tons? And it's like, he, when I was with him, he made me feel so beautiful about my weight and, like, that he accepted me for who I was. And it was, it was great that way. But then it's kind of like, it's a punch in the face because it's like, oh, so you were only like that because you wanted to sleep with me and you wanted to continue doing what we were doing. But isn't it so heartbreaking when someone literally, like, lifts you up and makes you feel like, like, all your flaws are nothing, like, like, that you don't have any flaws and that you are beautiful and that your body is beautiful and it's loved and accepted and they treat you like that and then they go back and use your insecurity against you. Like, how heartbreaking and awful. And I've had it happen to me as well. Yeah. But it's just like, how, like, how does someone have the like the mean like soul in them to to do that to somebody like I just it makes me like feel ill yeah and I mean like like I said before the always the go-to is the fat comment always and it's like well I wasn't too fat for you and I was sitting on your face (laughs) sorry guys but like you know what I mean and it's just I just don't get it Mm -mm. so dating while fat I mean it's definitely better now that I see my self-worth and that I will not settle for less and not, I won't settle for people that treat me like I'm less than yeah, I am. Good. But yeah, it should be because you know what? Like, first of all, we shouldn't even have to talk about dating off. And I hope that we get to a point where we, it's not even a topic of like conversation, conversation because you know what? Like, again, your body, like you are so much more than what you're like, what your body is. Yeah, exactly. Like, what's inside? Like, what is your body holding? What is it protecting? Your heart? your brain, all these beautiful things. And your body does so much for you. Like Mm -hmm. our bodies are beautiful. And I think that we need to look at them in a different light and we need to start looking at them as what they actually are. You know, like the casing, Yeah. not, you know, your soul, not the person that you are, not who's inside. Like, I just hope that one day we can get to that point where we don't even have to have these discussions and these conversations and where people start to really like look at people for who they truly are. Yeah. And I feel like also... When I start talking to somebody new or whatever, I feel like some of the people that it doesn't work out with before it gets too far, 
they see me as the fat girl and whatever, and they don't want to be with that, which is fine. Everyone has their preferences. That's cool. But I mean, I know that I'm a good person. Mm -hmm. I know that I have a good heart. I know what I bring to the table. Yeah. So why are you, like, why aren't you giving me the chance because of the way that I look? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I feel like that ties into, like, what you're saying, that it's just the body. What really matters is what's on the inside. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. I am a thinner person now. Yeah. Who, as we all know, if you listen to the first podcast, if you didn't, to give a recap, I had weight loss surgery for health reasons as well as now I've lost weight. Um, My body still has a lot of the same things that yours does. My stomach has stretch marks. Yeah. My arms have flab, loose skin. Like, I have tons of, air quote, flaws or imperfections. Um, but I'm a thinner person. So, what? like, really, what's the difference? Yeah. I'm not saying that every thin person has those things because, you know what, I was in a bigger body and now my body's changed. But I still also know that who I am inside is the same person that I've always been. I mean, obviously, I've changed and I've grown and I've become a better person as well. But it's like my heart is still my heart. Yeah, you're still you. I'm still you're Naomi. Like 100 pounds or 600 pounds. Yeah. Like what is like? I just yeah, it's hard. Um, but yeah. So we wanted to talk about something else, which is kind of an interesting um, topic to get like two perspectives on. Yeah. Um, so there's kind of like this thing out there that people say like, "Is your man cheating on you if he's not posting about you?" On social media. Yeah. So for me, as like a single woman, um, previously in my past relationships or situationships or whatever. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) All of that bullshit. I feel like, first of all, communication is a big thing. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Naomi and I have discussed this previously to our, like starting our podcast and whatever. But in my personal opinion, a lot of the time there are underlying intentions mm-hmm. about not posting. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there are far more important things than posting me on social media. But I feel like <clears throat> if you're always posting on social media, why can't you post me? One, are you embarrassed of me? Which Does it is, go back to the dating while fat thing? Exactly. Or the, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, if that's the case, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> Two, um, is there somebody else? Yeah. Or is there something that you're not cutting off mm-hmm. because... And, I mean, not like I said, not always the case, but I feel like sometimes there are underlying intentions. And previously with my previous situationships, relationships, <laughs> whatever, there has been. Like, for example, that guy that I was just talking about, he posted me once. He tried to become married with me on Facebook when we got back together one time, which is a red flag. <laughs> but, like, it's just because I had mentioned, like, you know what, who, who else are you seeing right now that you can't post about me? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I feel like sometimes that is the case, but it's not always the case. Mm -hmm. So for me, like I'm in a relationship, a long-term relationship and I think it's dependent and I'm not going to speak for anybody else because I don't know, but my partner, he used to post a lot more like when we first started dating and like, you know, he would post a bit, like he was more active on social media in that way, but he doesn't like social media. Like he is, he like he uses it to, um, like, see other things or watch videos or, like, interact with other people, like, but he doesn't like to post. He doesn't post stories ever. Like, I don't think he knows how. <laughs> he doesn't, like, post posts very often. Like, really, the ones that he does post are, like, annually. Maybe our anniversary, I might get a post about me or, like, my birthday or something like that. Or when we got engaged, he posts. He posted. But he's, it. it's very seldom. And you know what? Honestly, from my perspective, like, we don't have any drama surrounding social media because we don't need it. And I post with him. Like, I don't post often more so stories and stuff. 
every once in a while I'll post with him like on my actual feed, but it's not because I'm embarrassed or anything or I don't like everybody knows that we're getting together. married and yeah. then we're together and we have been forever. But like I kind of like that. It used to bug me. Like when we were younger, I'd be like, oh, like, are you embarrassing me? Or like, are you seeing someone that like, and it would bother me and I would like obsess over it because I have a lot of anxiety as well. And I overthink and I date myself. (laughs) I get going in this like circle of cycle of negative thinking. But anyways, um, yeah, it used to bother me, but now I kind of like, I can definitely respect it and I understand it. And I love that there's no like social media drama and like girls aren't in his DMs and, yeah. you know, like, I just, I like it that way. And not that even if girls were in his DMs, like, I know I trust him. I trust my partner. For sure. And I know the person that he is. Um, but, yeah, I think in some situations, like, maybe it could be a red flag if you are seeing someone or you are with someone and they're posting all the time. It's one thing if the only thing they post was, like, their car and they're, you know, have some guys yeah. like that or, like, whatever. But if, if he's posting, like a bunch of posts and with his buddies and this and that and he's never posting you yeah I'd probably be like mm, red flag but I also feel like to, like 100% but communication like oh yeah just talk to them be like hey like is there a reason mm-hmm. because I mean I also feel bad too because sometimes my own insecurities kind of lead that like mm-hmm. hey why aren't you posting me mm-hmm. like are you not attracted to me are you embarrassed of me mm-hmm. stupid stupid yeah. shit but yeah but everybody I, has insecurities like don't put yourself down for thinking that way because everybody yeah and I feel like that's also something like what we talked about in our previous pod is we all have bad days and we all have days where we're not feeling confident Mm -hmm. and I mean today I feel like a bad bitch same and like myself (laughs) yeah and I feel like my seasonal depression has just like lifted because the weather's been super nice and I'm just like who's this bitch like welcome back yeah welcome back bitch let's go let's get in the sun yeah yeah so yeah um I don't know. I just feel like it depends on your relationship. Depends on also like sometimes if you're not in an actual relationship and you might just be like seeing each other. Maybe people don't want to post because, you know, you're not official or like maybe they don't know if like, you know, is it too weird if I post? Like, you know, sometimes. Yeah, that's true. But I also think that like people should, shouldn't base their relationship around social media because a lot of the time it's first of all like setting high expectations. Don't compare your like, and this is what I used to do. I used to compare my relationship to other people's relationships and be like, oh, well, look, like this so-and-so like posted this about his girlfriend yeah. or this about, and like, oh my God, these people are engaged. And like, why? Like, Dante and I have been together for five years. Why aren't we engaged yet? Like, I would do that. And then it was like, why am I, like, why am I trying, like, I, that that couple could be doing shitty and we don't even know. Like, that couple could be just putting on this facade on social media, exactly. but then having, you know, whereas like, I know that my relationship is secure. I know that we have our ups and downs, but I know that like, typically and generally speaking we have a healthy happy relationship and we have because it's based off of love and yeah. that's all we need we and don't need social media like yeah and you don't need validation i don't need it from, no or from other people i really don't so you know i'm really happy to be in like that healthier mindset now but i definitely would like i was guilty of that comparison and i think it's huge for a lot of people they yeah, have i think it's normal yeah even just like not even in relationships but in like regular life you just you know, you might look at a woman and be like, oh my God, look at her body. And then you start like, yeah, what about my body? Well, why do I have this? But that woman, like, you know, so I think that it's kind of unhealthy and like to just try not to, to compare your relationship or compare yourself to things that you see on social media. And like, we're going to talk about that a lot. And I know we talked about it last week, so we won't get too far into it, but yeah, it's not always what it seems to be. Exactly. So, um, so speaking about being a bad bitch, and like, <laughs> so I've been feeling like really freaking good lately. Um, most people, like most of my friends have been complaining because like here, um, 
where we are. We had a time change, um, meaning that we lost an hour of sleep. And I know, like, for you, you work super early in the morning. It probably sucks. Kicks um, me in the ass. Yeah. But for me, I felt like I, like, woke up and, like, my life just shifted. So, yeah. like, to give a backstory, a couple weeks ago, I went and had Reiki energy healing done. And I don't know if anybody knows what that is. And if you probably think I'm weird because... I don't know, but I'm like a very spiritual person and I definitely connect with that. So my girl did a really awesome, um, appointment with me and it was about like getting rid of emotional blockages and like cord cutting and stuff. And, uh, I definitely felt like my body was like detoxing for a couple of days. Like probably like it was about eight days straight. I was like lightheaded. I felt like shit. I didn't know what was going on. I literally thought there was something wrong with me. And then on the Monday, so last Monday, I woke up and I was like, I don't even know, like the sun had come up and like, here I, I am, like, here I am, bitches, like I am back, like let's fucking go, I feel yeah. like a bad bitch, I feel hot, I feel good, I love my body, I'm happy, and I've just been on this like high all week, and yeah. I feel great, and then yesterday I went and got a tattoo by, it looks awesome. amazing, thank you, thank <laughs> you, um, and it just, yeah, like my tattoo artist blew my mind. Like I, we had been emailing back and forth and I had sent her a couple pictures and said like, Hey, this is what I'm thinking, but I want this woman to look more like me, blah, blah. blah. And then I show up and she's like, I'm so excited about this. And she had a kick-ass piece. And I don't know if she's listening. Cause she said she wanted to listen. If you're listening cadence, thank you so much. I'm obsessed. Um, but I just, it made me feel even more like a bad bitch. Like today I woke up and I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm a bad bitch. You got a sick piece on my arm. I can <laughs> rock it. I'm going to walk and I'm going to be hot. And, uh, yeah, so, how have you been feeling? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I fe- I was feeling like shit, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's important to recognize as well. Oh, yeah, like, that it's okay to have bad And, I mean, weeks. there's weeks. been weeks, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I have been feeling better, but today, I woke up, and I had messaged you, and I was like, I feel amazing. She sent me a Snapchat, and she <laughs> looks like such a bad bitch, she's, like, dancing in the mirror, like, looking all hot, flipping her hair around, like, ah, oh, love it. And, I mean, not that you need to do this, but, like, for me... I blasted music this morning. I had a shower, blasted music, put my makeup on, got dressed, and danced in the mirror. I was going to say, do you ever dance in the mirror naked? Yeah, I do that too. All the time. Yeah, I love it. And I mean, it's just like, it's so free. Yes. And I feel like a bad bitch. And today, that energy is just carried on, and I hope that it continues this week. Yeah. And I feel like the weather has a lot to do with yes. it. Yes. Like here, it's, we live in Canada, and where we live, it's been like pretty cold and like just like not so sunny, like pretty cloudy and like yeah and then all of a sudden we've had like the most beautiful sunlight come through like like the first day of spring and then all of a sudden like it's literally been so springy yeah like i was outside in a t-shirt today yeah and i feel like this weather also like encourages me to like get out and be active Mm -hmm. and like i mean i've always loved working out Mm -hmm. but i feel like i've done like i've worked out for the wrong reasons also though yeah our gyms are closed here so that's important to mention we so because of the covid pandemic whatever um um we like we've had a lot of closures and like the gyms have been closed for how long now like months yeah so like we like i know that in the states like you can go to the gym but here i think they're reopening tomorrow we're moving into like a different zone or whatever because we're doing better but um that's really important just to note because for um like reference yeah like i feel like i i've always loved working out and i mean i love going to the gym Mm -hmm. and but I feel like I've always worked out for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. I've worked out because I hated my body mm-hmm. and I wanted to change it. Yeah. And I mean, like, I feel like now my mindset has changed. And I'm letting go of the expectation of looking a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I'm more so wanting to work out because I love myself and I love my body and I love 
the way it makes me feel. Exactly. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Some days I fucking hate working out. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, I do not want to do this. And I mean, sometimes I won't. I don't need to do it. But I know that when I'm done working out, I feel better about myself. And I feel better just in general. Yeah. I feel the same way. So, like, I am kind of opposite of Des. Like, I fucking hate. I loathe. 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 (laughs) (laughs) I literally loathe working out. Um, And I've always hated it. And I think that it's similar to Des, though. Like, where I've put so much pressure on myself and so much, like, expectation. Like, it's always been, like, to lose weight, to look this way, to do this, to do that. And you know what? I've let go of that. And I've been working out every day. I mean, not the weekend, but, like, Monday through Friday, I come home, I do a workout. I, I'm and you don't dread it. No, I don't dread it at all. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, sorry, babe, can't cook tonight, or, like, you're going to have to wait for dinner. Not that, sorry, I'm, I just have to clarify this. I don't always cook. He cooks, too. But, like, if I was planning on cooking a meal, I'll be like, mm, tonight I'm going to be cooking a little bit later because I need to get my workout done. Or, no, I can't help you with that right now. Talk to me in an hour after I've done my workout. And I make it, like, a priority as soon as I come home. It's the first thing I do so that I don't get lazy and not want to do it. Because I want to take advantage of this positive feeling. Yeah. And then after, like, you know, the endorphins are just going. But I also make a point, like, since the weather has been, like, a bit warmer and, like, nicer, even the past, like, three weeks, even even before the nice spring weather really came. Um, at work, I mentioned before I'm a nanny. At work, I be sure to make sure I take the child, like, the baby that I um, watch. Every single day, we go for, like, a 45-minute walk just to get him out of the house, too, and then to get me out of the house and to get exercise, but to do it also without that pressure. Like, I'm not lifting weights. I'm not running. We're just going for a nice walk, but it's so – it just feels so good. And then when I come home, I usually do, like, a workout video. Like, I I pay for a monthly subscription – um, with less mills. I don't know if you've ever heard of oh, it. Oh, yeah. Not, I used to do that, to do that at the gym. Yeah. So sometimes. if you, if anybody's ever been to Good Life, it's basically like the company that they use. Yeah. And I love, like, I love, my favorite is Body Combat, but, which is oh, like kickboxing. I love it. <laughs> and like, I'm like sweating and I'm like punching and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm learning self-defense It's so empowering. I feel, I just feel on top of the world and I love it and it's quick and yeah, and then, and then I'm, like, riding the endorphins high all night, and then I also, like, we always take our dog for, like, a nice long walk around the neighborhood, and that's another thing that gets me out. So, I just feel like when you let go of the expectation of, like, losing weight or the expectation of, like, having to, like, fit into this outfit or, like, you know, making your, changing your body, it's like, you know what, I do it because I love my body and I want to move my body. And I'm not saying that if you don't exercise, you don't love your body, because that's not true either, no, yeah. but for me... I just, like, feel like it's something that I love to do, and, I nev- and I've and i never felt this before. So, for me, it's just been such an amazing, like, awakening. I don't even know yeah. what to say. I just feel like, and I feel so, like, privileged to just, like, have these feelings because I've never felt this way before. I've never loved my body enough to, like, want to do these things. And, you for know, the right for the right reasons. And without all this, like, attached pressure and stress and... Yeah, so I just, I'm really happy that I've been, like, so empowered. Yeah, I feel like also with working out in the gym, too. Like, oh, yeah. I, a few years ago, I won a fitness contest. Probably Amazing. more than a few years ago, but uh, whatever. I remember, and that was pretty kick-ass. So I just want to say, Des was fucking kick-ass. <laughs> she yeah. won. And I mean, I feel like that's something that I'm super proud of. But I feel like in the gym, as a fat woman, people look at me and they're like, oh, she doesn't know what she's doing. Ugh. Or like, look at that girl. And it's kind that. of like you know what, I could probably squat more than you can. Do you ever get those guys that come over and they're like, um, can I show you how to do that properly? Yeah, and I'm like, you know what, like, thank you, I appreciate it, but I do know what I'm doing. And then it's, I find also with 
the like big gym guys at the back of the gym that you dread going. I used to dread it, but now I'm like, move over, bitch. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, but I feel like, and then I they like offer their advice or whatever, and you're like, thanks, haha. But I'm doing my own thing, and then you look and you're like, mm, I'm pretty you sure doing? you're doing that incorrectly. <laughs> but I mean, I'm gonna mind my own business. Yeah, like I, it's not my place to tell you. If you're yeah. doing your own thing, do your thing, but leave me alone and don't tell me because a I'm a woman and b because I'm fat. Don't exactly. Tell me what to do. And I feel like the expectation in the gym is like the fat people don't know what they're doing. The big muscular people at the back of the gym lifting weights, like oh, oh, dropping their weights. They do know what they're doing. It's like, no, that's not always the case. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect and that I know how to lift absolutely correctly and whatever, but I do know what I'm doing for the most part in the gym. But because I'm fat, people assume that I don't. Mm -hmm. And I feel like for me, part of the reason I hate the gym so much is because I always feel like people are like staring at me and like I don't and I'm not very um confident about like I feel like my form and stuff isn't really good when I when I used to work out with my partner like he's really up and he's a fat man yeah and he's really like good at working out and he because he's done a lot of training for sports because he's a football player or he was a football player um like in high school and even after so for him like he's and people I feel like would assume like oh because he's bigger he doesn't know what he's doing either but actually when like his friends when we like would, when we would work out would be like hey can you show me how to do this or can you actually train me like yeah so I would let him kind of teach me but I always felt insecure going to the gym a because being overweight people I feel like were always staring at me and like what the fuck are you doing here kind of thing and then like just all the pressure of being like around other people like I just it's not my space I feel most confident and like happy when I work out at home personally with like doing body step body um like what is it body combat or like even yoga I love to do yoga and pilates but that's just me and that's okay like that's how I choose to move my body yeah but you like you love to go to the gym you love to like lift weights like that's just not my thing I feel like a lot of people too like what you said like the gym intimidation oh yeah and I the only way you're gonna get that not that you want to go to the Mm -hmm. gym or whatever but I mean if you're somebody that enjoys working out at the gym but you don't because you're intimidated mm-hmm. i mean chances are they're not looking at you yeah. and if they are yeah fuck them, fuck them. Yeah. mind your own fucking business <laughs> but um secondly you're not going to get any better if you don't do it yeah, and you don't sure. practice it out and try exactly so i mean everyone has their own preferences but i feel like as a fat person working out I'm finally doing it for the right reasons, mm-hmm. and I'm not doing it because I hate myself. Yeah, I'm doing it because I love myself. I love this for us. I just love this. Yeah. <laughs> <It's so good. laughs> you know what I wanted to mention? I don't know if you've ever, like, so this is off topic, but I just thought of it because it kind of reminded me, like, with the gym intimidation. Yeah. Like, tattoo shop intimidation. Yeah. So, my tattoo shop's kind of unique. Um, I go to a gym... Or to a, to a gym. <laughs> I don't go to the gym. I go to a tattoo shop that is female dominant. So there's only one male that works there. And I think he might be the owner. But all the other tattoo artists are female. And, like, the energy in there is just... And I'm not putting down men or anything at all. Because, you know what? Like, if you own a tattoo shop, good for you for tattoo artists. But, like, where I used to go previously, I felt like I would go in there. The energy would just be like, oh, here's a, like, young girl getting into their tattoo. Like, ooh, what's it going to be? And, like, you know, a yeah. stereotypical tattoo. Like... You know, and I just never felt, like, empowered and awesome. Um, and I stopped going to that person because I felt, like, I just had, like, kind of a shitty interaction the last time I had gone. Um, and he did great work, but I just felt like he was, like, kind of judgy and, like, just that male energy that was just kind of, like, oh, like, you know. And they're also tattoo artists, and I never thought of it this way until I sat down yesterday and I was getting tattooed. But, like, Kanos was like, yeah, like, I'm in a position of power kind of when I'm here, you know, with the needle, and I don't want anyone to ever think 
that I'm trying to, like, abuse my power. Yeah. I never thought about it that way, but, like, it's true. Like, they're kind of in a position of power, and when you have a man tattooing you, like, I'm sure some tattooers are really great and awesome, but, like, I felt like I was always being, like, judged or, like, you know, and, like, he would make, like, jokes about, like, the, the design I chose and stuff, and it's, like, you're putting this on my body forever. Yeah. You're holding a needle to me, tattooing my skin. Or even, like, the tattoo artists, like, collectively together, like, yeah. making jokes, and, like, you know, when you walk in, yeah. and, like, it's just, like, everybody kind of, like, looks yeah. at you, and, I mean, I have anxiety to begin with with yeah, multiple, multiple things. Yeah, and that's just a situation that, like, I, I feel like I have tattoos as well. And, like, when I, I think all of my tattoos, uh, no, I've had one done by a female, but all my other tattoos were done by males. Yeah. And, I mean, most of them did great work and yeah. whatever, they're good people, but it's just, I totally get that. Like, the intimidation of walking in and, like, why are you making a joke about what I'm putting on my body forever? And, and then I'm going to pay you hundreds of dollars to do it. And it's like, why don't you just take the money and shut up and maybe like make my experience a positive experience. But I wanted to say like where I do get tattooed, I like, I love the energy there. I'm so like happy that I found them. It's through a friend who had, she had gotten a tattoo. And then I, um, I saw it and I was like, where did you get that done? Like, that's great work. And then I went and got a tattoo a few months ago. And then I decided, you know what? I loved the studio so much. I'm going to go back and got this piece done yesterday but yeah I just wanted to say like being in a different environment of a tattoo shop that's kind of like not as um like like normal like yeah like I don't I've never really been to an all like female dominant tattoo shop before but it was just like so empowering and like beautiful and I just wanted to share that and like see if you had ever experienced that like tattoo intimidation of going to a tattoo shop feeling like judged before because I definitely didn't get that feeling yesterday. I feel like we should maybe shout out where you got your tattoo because oh, yeah. I so, feel like she's amazing. <laughs> she is. So I got my tattoo done um, at the Ink Room in um, Brantford, Ontario. Um, and my tattoo artist, if you are looking for her, is at Cadence Inkson um, on Instagram. So definitely check her out, check her workout, and check the Ink Room Canada out. So I think it's at the Ink Room Canada on um, Instagram. But... Yeah, I just wanted to share that. So if you're listening, I'm going to say it again. Thank you so much, Cadence. <laughs> I've had so many compliments already, and I'm obsessed with my work. So I'll definitely be coming back. Yeah, so I feel like with social media, like, we've had so much. Just with posting our first podcast, I'm, like, blown away. Mm-hmm. Not that I had high expectations because, like, we're newbies. We don't necessarily know what we're doing in general. Mm-hmm. But, we're, I mean, we're just here talking about real shit. And the support that we've had is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, I... I as well, like, I'm just blown away, and I'm so appreciative of um, all of the support that we've gotten thus far, and I just, I I can't even believe, like, some of the messages we've received, and there's one that we want to read out. I mean, I wish we could read all of them, because we've gotten so many, but I'm just going to read this one, because it was just so beautiful, and I'm going to keep it anonymous out of respect for her. Um, Hello to both of you. Episode one of your new podcast is amazing. Please keep making episodes. I'm obsessed. Y'all made me cry. I've been through all the plus size struggles. Thanks again for making this heart, heart, heart. And you know what? Like, like it brought us both to tears actually reading that. I have goosebumps. I'm um, crying right now. About a little bit. <laughs> but you know, like the fact that we've connected with someone and we've like hit them emotionally as well and had an impact. Like our goal was literally if we could impact one person's life. And, you know, I just wanted to say, like, we appreciate the messages so much and the kind words and the interaction and the follows. So, and like, please keep them coming. Like, don't ever like feel like, like, I just feel like seeing this. I remember I was at work and Naomi was like, oh my God, did you see the message that we received? So I looked at it and she's like, you're going to cry. And I did (laughs) because I just like, I know what it's like to be empowered by 
I mean, anybody, but another woman and, like, two women that are passionate about the same thing. Mm -hmm. And, like, it was just amazing. I cried. I'm still crying. (laughs) I'll probably cry after this. Yeah. So thank you so much, everybody. So, yeah, thank you for all the messages. And, yeah, just keep them coming. We appreciate it. Um, So one thing that we had done when we started the podcast was a digital portrait. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't ever, like, seen them or anything, check out our Instagram. It's our little icon photo. Yeah. I'll probably post it on our story tonight. Yeah. Um, but my cousin did it actually, uh, super talented. You should check her work out. Her handle on Instagram is Vanessa Grace underscore photography. Um, check it out. She does really awesome stuff and we're really appreciative. Yeah, thank of- you so much, Vanessa. Like we love it. And yeah. Thank yeah. You. It's awesome. Um, okay. So one thing that we talked about at the beginning of our podcast last time was questions. So we were going to end our podcast with questions. So I mean, not going to lie, I didn't really expect any questions <laughs> yeah. this time, but I'm happy that we did get some, and we're not always going to be able to answer every question, but we're going to obviously try to do some. So we picked two questions to answer at the end of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one, uh, we're always going to keep them anonymous. First one is, how do I get the courage to walk away from my marriage? So for me, as a single woman, I'm going to give my opinion, Naomi, as a almost married woman (laughs) is going to give hers and I just feel like for me first of all I don't know the situation that this person's going through so I can't give specific details or whatever but just like speaking in a general context Mm -hmm. I feel like for me I've always been a pleaser Mm -hmm. and I've always done what's best for my partner or the person that I'm seeing rather than myself Mm -hmm. and I think that's important to recognize too because your priority should be you Mm -hmm. you're your number one and like I feel like when people leave their relationships or are debating them, they always are like, oh, well, this person's going to, like, my partner's going to be hurt, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay, but you're hurting. Why don't you care about that? Mm-hmm. And I feel like it should be looked at as, like, a positive thing and a new beginning because the only way out is through. And I feel like in order to heal, you have to feel your feelings. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the courage comes from within. Mm-hmm. And... I feel, why can't I stop saying I feel? (laughs) It's okay. I feel, I feel, I feel. Um, Yeah, I just feel like your most important thing is like worrying what's best for you. Do what's best for you. Your happiness and your well-being should always be your number one. Mm -hmm. And know your worth. Like we talked about this before in the podcast 20 minutes ago. Yeah. (laughs) But but like know your worth and don't, don't settle for less. Don't look back. Remember that, like, you you probably have tons of support. And if you don't have support, we're your support. Yeah. Reach we're out to here. us. Yeah, we will definitely be there for you. I mean, we're not professionals. So we yes. want to make sure, like, we are not therapists. We are not – we don't have any credentials. We are just answering a question that someone had asked. But we are here for support as well, like, as just a friend. If you need a friend, like, yeah. feel free to reach out. Um, but, yeah, we're not professionals. So, like, please seek – um, guidance from a counselor or a therapist, um, if you have the means to do so, but take our, take our advice with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I'm also speaking as in like my personal perspective and I've never been married. Mm-mm. I've never had a relationship that's probably, I mean, I don't know how long these people have been married for or whatever, mm-hmm. but I mean, I'm sure it's deeper than anything that I've experienced. Yeah. So it's, it's obviously hard. And I mean, finding the courage to do so is hard. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I just feel like you need to, it all goes back to knowing that you deserve better and you're going to find better and whether that's another person or you're going to fall back in love with yourself Mm -hmm. and, you know, like fall back in love with things that you like to do or, and I feel like 
I feel. Why do I keep fucking saying that? Okay. Because <laughs> you're passionate. Yeah. I just, yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> so, my opinion on this would be, like, there's obviously a reason that you're feeling this way, right? So, there's obviously something or some things that might just not be working, and that's totally okay. Um, I've been with Dante. I've already said this, like, a million times, but we've been together for, um, I think we're in our seventh, this will be our seventh year in December. Um, and we've had our ups and downs and we've broken up before and we've gotten back together before. But every time that we've broken up, you know, there's been some, a lot of self, self growth. And I don't think that we would be together had we not had that opportunity. And I'm not saying that because you leave your marriage, you're going to get back with your partner at all. I'm not saying that. Um, I'm just saying that there's a lot of self growth that goes into being able to be in a in a relationship, right? And any kind of relationship, even like friendships or family relationships. And like, I feel like you, like, I don't know, I don't know this person, but maybe, you know, just taking some time to like really work on like yourself and like what, like all the things and figure out what is so important to you and like what makes you you and what do you love about yourself? Like you said, like just working on your self-worth and self-care and like spending time to like taking care of yourself. Because I think that you know, that'll help you work up the courage, like putting in time into yourself and like really just like putting yourself as a number one, because like Dad says, like she's a, she's a people pleaser. And like, you have to learn to put yourself first because like you cannot be happy in any relationship, like even for future relationships. I think it's important to like really just do that work on yourself. And like, in order to get that courage, like, you know what, look in the mirror and tell yourself you're a fucking bad bitch. Yeah, exactly. You and know? Like, also for me too, my last thing that I was doing with a man he I just feel like I really took the time to step back grow as a person individually and realize what I bring to the table what I want my future partner to bring to the table and I mean it just all comes down to you growing as a person and I mean you could happily live your life without a partner absolutely that should not be a standard but not at all I feel like getting the courage to walk away from your marriage you need to do or you should do in my opinion a lot of self-growth like you mentioned and I wasn't trying to say like I wasn't at all trying to encourage like you staying or getting back together I was just saying like from my experience because my partner and I have been through a lot of ups and downs and we've you know separated a few times over the years I mean the last I'd say four years has been very solid um but you know we've had to do a lot of self-growth like when we first met we were very young I don't know how long these people have been together I don't know how old these people are but Dante and I met when we were 18 years old and you think you know you're actually an adult you know you've done a lot of but no like I am not the same person that I was that many years ago and I'm lucky that my partner and I have grown together but if we were growing apart we'd have to part and go our separate ways and do our own thing because like I'm not here to please someone else yes I have to make sacrifices in my relationship but like my relationship isn't all sacrifice. Yeah. And my relationship you are your is, number one. Yes. And it's like, I, I, and I'm so grateful that I've learned that, that I need to put myself first because I don't think that our relationship would have worked ever if, didn't. if I didn't. Yeah. And I just think that, yeah, it's really important for, for you to just put a lot of time into you and like figuring out what you really, really want and like what's important to you and what your values are and like making sure that you just stay true to yourself, but like just keep, kicking ass, keep looking at yourself in the mirror, do daily positive, I don't know if, you know, daily positive affirmations, you yes, know, like, that's very I am awesome, I am beautiful, I am strong, I'm confident, yep. I can do this, you know, I can today. do this, this is a big one, yeah, and also, I mean, acceptance is a huge thing, too, 
I mean, you're not going to do it unless you're ready. Yeah. I can sit here Agreed. and tell you to do it. I've or- told Des to break up with people <laughs> 110,000 times, and she'd stay for years after that, and she would never be ready to do it until she was ready. So Exactly. You, your friends, your family, they can tell you to do it. You're not going to do it until you're ready, and you have to be ready. You have to accept it, and you have to be ready to let go. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean... Like, it all comes down to you need to learn how to love yourself. Or, I mean, you could you could love yourself as well now. Yeah. I'm just saying life is too short. Yeah, I, I agree. mean, do what's best for you. Yeah. Find that courage. And like we said before, if you don't have support, or even if you do and you need extra support, reach out yeah, to us. Yeah, reach out. Send us a message and, like, one of us will respond or both of us will respond collectively. Because <laughs> usually when we get a message, we message each other about the message. Yeah. That we talk about the message <laughs> and how we want to respond. So, Yeah. Um, we got another question, and this was a message that we got on Instagram, um, and it said, how do you increase your libido? A girl needs some help. So if you don't know what libido is, it is sex drive. That's another way your sexual desire to explain it. So um, let's hear Des's perspective. Hers is more like personal. Mine's a little bit of a combination um, between like personal and the research that I've done. And we want to say we are not medical professionals. So by any means, by any means, we have no credentials here. This is just our personal opinions and some of the research that I've done on Google. So <laughs> yeah. So for me, I just feel like for my sexual desire and drive, I need to feel good about myself. Yeah. So doing things that make me confident, make me feel confident. Um, even doing things that like make me feel good about myself, like shaving my legs, yeah, putting on lingerie, do it, um, Long- and don't put on lingerie for someone else. Do it for you, exactly. Boo. Like I want to see myself in lingerie yeah. do it for me, like, <laughs> and like I mean, last week I put my lingerie on that I had, had hidden away in my closet, and I looked in the mirror. I was like, "You're a bad bitch. Yeah. You look great, Get it, girl." Yeah, and I just feel like you. Like, for me, the sexual desire comes from me feeling good about myself. Mm -hmm. And that's what leads to me desiring other things. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, some of the research that I've done. So, well, this I already knew um, because I was on antidepressants before. um, And that can have an effect on decreasing your libido. Also, other medications. So, um, I would check with your doctor and, like, read into your medications or even Google because sometimes there can be, like, a little bit of a clash there. So, um, yeah, Jeff, definitely check into any medication you're taking. Um, there are also natural supplements you can take, but please consult a doctor or naturopath because I'm not here to list them all for you. Like, you need to do your research and make sure that that doesn't coincide with anything else that you're taking. Um, but I know that there's some stuff that can really, really help, even, like, natural foods to eat and things like that. Um, so like Des says, boost your confidence. I always feel like I have more interest in sex when I feel confident and liberated and when I'm having like, like when I'm feeling good about myself. So I definitely would encourage you to like do the things that make you feel sexy. And like, like you said, put on lingerie, like just get out there and like be who you want to be and feel how you want to feel. Because like if you're feeling shitty and like also like sometimes if you get into your head and you're feeling, you know, like. I don't know. It can, can bring you down. So. And I also feel like something that might help too is like try new things. Don't yeah. do the same old boring thing that you, you're tired of it. Yeah. Try new things. Use sex toys. Yeah. Bring other stuff into the picture. I mean, it wouldn't hurt. Absolutely. Um, another thing that I, I, I read was um, a big thing is reducing your stress levels. And that goes with a lot of things. But And I know it's way easier said than done. Like, oh, don't stress. Like, obviously, you can't take away some of the, like, situational things that are causing stress in your life. Um, but trying to decrease stress, and there's some ways that you can do that. So exercise 
that's a huge way to reduce stress. Um, and research shows that for people with PCOS, um, if you have that, it's polycystic ovarian syndrome. I experienced that. So, um, just for other listeners that might also have it, um, resistance training may increase your sexual desire. So, and excitement. And if you're someone who experiences PCOS, but also for someone else, um, it can just be a natural stress reliever. So that's definitely something that you can try. Um, acupuncture. I don't know if you've ever tried that does. <laughs> No, I haven't. That freaks me out a little bit to think about it. So I'm afraid of needles. Well, I used to be like, I used to have a phobia. It's gotten better over the years, but I'll give you my, my, um, natural house number because she, uh, is awesome. She's so gentle. Yeah. I'm definitely open to trying it, but, um, acupuncture can release stress and anxiety. And I feel like anxiety can be a big thing for people. Um, and that causes sometimes a decrease in sex drive. So, um, working on acupuncture, also yoga. So yoga helps in tons of different aspects of this, sexual function, sexual desire, arousal, lubrication, orgasm, satisfaction, and pain during sex. Because I know a lot of women, like even friends of mine, experience pain during sex. Um, And then not to mention flexibility. Um, Yoga can totally help you out with all of that. Um, And then similar to yoga, mindfulness can reduce stress as well as being present, which I feel like I sometimes get in my head, like I said before, or like if you're like overthinking um, a lot, that can definitely like bring your your desire to have sex down. Yeah. For so sure. um, being mindful, being present, and like just working on that. Do like positive affirmations, like I said before. Just you know, get like try to empower yourself and like try to just be in the moment and be present and like focus on like that in your body and pleasuring yourself and pleasuring your partner. Um, and then lastly, again, I just wanted to reiterate, please consult with your medical professionals. We are not doctors. We are not, we don't have any credentials, but this is coming from our own personal opinion and our own personal research. And, um, just look into some things. Like I said before, there's some foods you can even eat, check it out on Google. Um, yeah. So I feel like it's also a very normal thing. Oh yeah. I, and people I have, don't talk about it. It's very exactly. taboo. So I'm glad we're talking about it. Yeah. It's, you're not alone. I mean, there's plenty of people that I've talked to friends of ours that experience similar things. So you're definitely not alone. It's totally normal. Yeah, absolutely. So, so thank you for reaching out. Thank you. And thank you everybody for reaching out and having, and like asking questions and we definitely want to continue to do this. So if you have any questions, please, or if you have another question, same people even, mm-hmm. um, definitely send us and like, we won't be able to answer all questions, but we definitely will try our best. So yeah, we definitely want to engage with you guys. So please send us, um, follow us on Instagram. If you're not already following at not your babes podcast, we are also on TikTok, and we do have an email account, which is not your babes podcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions, concerns, things you want to talk about, things you want to hear us talk about, please, please, please let us know. We definitely want to hear it. Yeah. So I saw this thing just like to end this stiff yeah um i saw this thing on i think it was facebook or whatever and it just says be so completely yourself that everyone else feels safe to be themselves too and i think that is just like it really demonstrates like what we're trying to do here on our podcast yes absolutely and it's just it's empowering for us and i feel like we are making an impact already on other people and that just makes me and Naomi so happy. Yeah. And we are so grateful that you guys are giving us the opportunity to connect with you. And, you know, like just again, the response that we've gotten so far has been so great. And, you know, we are so forever grateful. And, you know, I just love that you guys are giving us the opportunity to connect with you. So, yeah. So thank you guys so much. Oh, and also, I don't know if I already mentioned, we are on TikTok. So it is at Not Your Babes Podcast on TikTok as well as Instagram. 
Yeah, so check that out and see some embarrassing stuff. <laughs> yeah, we're learning, okay? <laughs> Don't judge us. We are learning, but we are so happy and we're having so much fun with this. So catch us every Wednesday on your favorite podcast app. And uh, happy humping. Happy hump day. Happy humping. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody.